To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. 26 past nine, Roman Travers in for Francesca just for today. It's a beautiful day. Hope your day's going well. Well, joining me now is the New Zealand Herald political editor, Claire Trevett. Hello, Claire, how are you? Very good, thank you. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday. Have you got a flat white there and you're all set to go? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, okay, all right. I've uh, been focusing. <laughs> oh, I find the coffee helps me focus. Let's focus on the coalition government. What have you made of the announcement this week? Yeah, I like to call it the. Um, I like to call them the three enemigos as they um, stood there announcing their outcome. You're the first one I've pissed around my term on. Um, <laughs> it was. It was. There was a lot of information in the in the deal. And to be honest, I'm still kind of getting my head around it all. I thought it was um, it's pretty comprehensive. There's not much wriggle room for getting out of the things they said they'd do. There's, um, as they had indicated, a fair bit of compromise on each side on some of the more extreme um, policies for the smaller parties, such as David Seymour's treaty referendum. There has been kind of a first step allowed, but no guarantee that it will get beyond the first step. Um, so I think it's there's a lot of change in there. It's going to be quite interesting times, and it'll be also very busy times for them. But but overall, I think they kind of had to give commensurate bits proportionate to to their support levels. So you've been quite magnanimous about the whole thing because, largely speaking, we have no idea what they're going to do or not do at this point. And they've already indicated things like the the foreign buyers tax and all that stuff. That's changed and. What, what other promises do you see being whistled away? Well, the foreign buyers one is fairly um, fairly core to a lot of things. So National, of course, had planned to partially repeal the foreign buyers ban to allow wealthier buyers back into the market and then they were going to tax them. And they were going to use the tax on those property sales to help pay for their tax cuts package. But getting rid of that, which was at the behest of New Zealand First, which doesn't like foreign buyers in that field, um, has had flow-on flow-on ramifications for National's tax plan. So they will deliver, as proposed, their core income tax brackets. They've had to scale back um, elements of their overall tax relief offering, and those elements, uh, for now, they're working for families, but they've had to do their first little U-turn, if you might want to call it. They campaigned before the election on repealing a lot of Labor's taxes, including the app tax which is a tax on services like Airbnb and Uber. Um, they're now not no longer going to repeal that because they need the revenue and they're scrapping... Um, well, they're not, it's not a consequence of this, but the smaller parties want the smoke-free legislation stuff scrapped. So as a consequence of that happening, that frees up a bit more revenue because they'll still have more tobacco tax coming in. Clear so it, it, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. So they are committing to the core tax cuts, but they will be made to say where they will, you know, where they, how they will make up the revenue shortfall. So what did you make of the, the time it took to negotiate this? Because overseas it can take a lot longer, and yet the general feeling was, uh, look, just get on with this, is taking too long. Did you get the feeling that the Prime Minister now failed on, in his ability and his promise to form a government quickly, or did he do a good job? I think it was it was relatively reasonable, to be honest. Um, 
I thought part of the problem in the early weeks was nobody was really fronting up to talk about it except for Seymour. So nobody knew, you know, is it going off the rails or not? The time taken, because it is a very complex deal, it's a very detailed de- deal, and they had to deal not only with the policy stuff, but how they'll sort out the inevitable scraps between them, all that kind of stuff, the positions, making sure that it wasn't unfair on one side more than the other. I don't think that, what is it, 20, 21 days, maybe three weeks since the special votes came out. I don't think that is bad. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I just love the tranquility quite personally. Claire Trevitt with us here, the, the New Zealand Herald political editor. Let's talk about the sharing of the Deputy Prime Minister. What is it, lunchtime with one, then afternoons with the other? How does that work? It's um, You have to be careful what you use or Winston doesn't like it. Um. So Winston gets it for the first 18 months <laughs> and then David Seymour gets it for the second 18 months. Right. But they're not co-deputies, which technically they're not, they're consecutive deputies and they're not sharing. They mm. are not sharing. Don't get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> As Chris Hipkins, I thought Chris Hipkins' line on that was the best, which was that for three parties which have opposed co-governance so strongly, they've now adopted co-governance for their deputy prime minister's job. And I thought that was a very good good line from him. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Oh, look, let's hope but it doesn't turn into a. He's hoping it doesn't turn into a, a coalition comedy. But we'll t- I guess time will tell. What about um, any further commentary on tax? They're not going to start borrowing to give us tax cuts, are they? Well, they say no. They say they've built enough in. We all have to kind of wait for the half year fiscal updates to come out, which will be mid December. Then we see how much money there actually is, what 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 state the economy's in. National's saying it's all going to be terrible and Labor's left the books in a terrible state. It's probably not going to be quite as terrible as National will, will portray it as because things were starting to tick up before the election. But, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. I mean, you know, these things are all kind of partly just political marketing anyway in terms of how you're going to pay for something. It's not like mm. money is specifically ring-fenced for it. Mm. There is some... Um, cost burdens on them as well like the flow on effects of the request to get rid of Maori government department names well there's going to have to be a lot of rebranding going on with government departments marketing materials and signs and stuff and that doesn't necessarily come cheap so it's 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 not all in all a cost saving budget what about um, having a voice on international politics? Where is the voice of New Zealand? Where's the condemnation for what's happening in the Middle East, for example? Will we, will we hear more of that now? Yeah, now there's a... Um, so they've kind of been trying to do that all along, but the Labour government's had to do it and consult with National on what they do and all that kind of stuff under the caretaker provisions. Um, and now it moves into the National taking over. So Winston Peters is Foreign Affairs Minister, um, when it comes to a joint voice, it will. I'm sure that Christopher Luxon will also be asked a fair bit. Prime ministers will always kind of tend to take the lead on the major foreign policy statements that need to be made. So they'll have um, their their comments on that to contend with, and also their comments on um, on the Ukraine war. Um, I think National before the election had been calling for the Russian ambassador to be expelled. So we'll see if they go ahead with that. Um, and on on the Middle East, I'd say we kind of see almost what we see from now on, which was the you know, there was support for a ceasefire, but you know only under the right conditions and stuff like that. So they'll be they'll be treading pretty carefully there mm. and trying to stay in lockstep with the international partners by and large. 
And Claire, just finally, any comment on the Port Waikato outcome with National doing very well in that regard? Oh, not really. I mean, that was <laughs> predicted. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really. I mean, Labour and Act didn't even stand. It's a safe national seat. Mm. It's um, yeah, unfortunate for the people of Port Waikato who had to vote twice, but it is what it is. It's had sad circumstances led up to it, and the outcome of it was, was always pretty likely. Mm. So, you know... Good on you, Andrew Bailey. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, very nice to catch up with you, Claire. Nice to meet you over the radio. Thanks for your time this morning. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, there we are, the New Zealand Herald political editor, Claire Trevett. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.